It's on YouTube. I'll send you links and all that. Welcome, Addison, to episode number nine. Number nine. Number nine. And those who don't speak Spanish. Yeah, how many people are don't speak Spanish here? You, you have to learn how to speak Spanish nowadays. Actually, you know what? It's a very good theory about everybody having to learn a second language. I agree. And I think if anybody's going to learn a second language, it should be Spanish. But well, you know, that's the most useful right now. Yeah, I would say that that's the most common. Yes. Uh, in the United States, that's, that's definitely the second language. Um, I don't have the data with me, but it's, I know by uh, at least people, the states that I hang out. It's good uh, for business. A lot of people speak Spanish. I was talking to somebody yesterday and they were from Texas and they spoke Spanish. Um, I was like, yeah, Texas is uh, Northern Mexico and Florida is Northern <laughs> Cuba. Yes. They took the joke. Um, so how you doing? I'm good. How, how you been? You? I'm great. Just got back from spring break with my kids. Oh yeah, how, how, how was it? Where were you? We went to Holden Beach, North Carolina for mm -hmm. a few days. Mm -hmm. um, ran back Saturday morning to the Coger Center to see Annie Jr. the play. Annie Jr. the play? Well, actually Annie. Um, and then Thursday night, this coming up mm -hmm. Thursday, my middle daughter is in Annie Jr. Mm -hmm. at her elementary school. So that's a great segue into what we're going to be talking about today. So, well, yes, uh, the people that are watching through YouTube, they they can see our background. We are sitting on Chapin Theater. Yes. And we will have uh, Chapin Theater Spearhead. Is that a good name to put it at? That's a good name, yes. Yeah, the, the, the wizard behind the magic, the, the, like the wizard of us, you know, yeah. the guy behind the controls. The one behind the veil. Yes, his name is Jim, Jim okay. DeFelice. So, uh, he's been a very good friend. He's actually one of the very first people that I met in South Carolina. Actually, you know. And he still hangs out with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's theater guy, so he might be a little bit crazy, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> he does. So, what do you think if we bring that interview first? And yeah, then let's we, do it. Yeah? All right, you go. Jim, can you repeat that now that the camera is on? Yes. I dare you. Carlos needs to not talk so much and let Allison talk. Jim, she keeps saying that. This is our ninth episode, and she's still saying, that I talk too much. I don't talk too much, but let me tell you one story That's that I have. <laughs> <laughs> Alison, have you met Jim? I have not. Jim, nice to meet you. Yes. I'm excited to be here. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for you to be here. This has been a dream of mine ever since I started with the Chapin Theater Company back in 1990. Um, for us to have our own building. Now we had a great old building at the railroad tracks. People go by all the time, see this Chapin Community Theater. It was an old auditorium. And we were there from 1979 till 2010. Oh, wow. uh, when the school district said that, uh, we're not gonna insure this building anymore. You need to find a new home. So we had no place to go. So uh, we did our very first show at the uh, Prosperity Town Hall. <laughs> Prosperity Town Hall. <laughs> and that didn't work out very well. <laughs> Jim, um, for those that don't know you, sure. um, give me a little bit of background. How did you end up uh, mm. running the Chapin Theater? And what would you call, or if you have a, a story about your first show? Oh, I, I do. I actually have a show. Um, how this all happened for me. At, at college, I ran a, a, a dorm. I was a hall director and a resident life coordinator at some point. 
but I used to have this quarterly uh, function where uh, people would audition to play music, do skits and stuff like that. So every quarter, so that's the only theatrical thing I've ever done in my life was that quarterly, I was the master ceremonies for this quarterly show. I did it about six times when mm -hmm. I was in school. Well, when I got up here, um, I'm Catholic, um, went to Our Lady of the Lake and um, we, uh, I was in the choir and the director of the, of the choir said, you know, you got a great voice and all this other stuff. You really need to learn how to uh, read musical notes because it'll help you in all the things that you do, you know, in choir. So I said, sure. So I go for my very first piano lesson from her and she says, you know, they're auditioning for a show up at the Chapin Theater. And I said, um, have you, and she asked me if I'd ever done this. I said, eh, you know, college, I'm in a spotlight and then, you know, and, and, and I did a couple other things. She said, well, go up and audition. So I went up and auditioned. It was just a kid's play. Um, best Christmas pageant ever. I played a fireman, came out, <laughs> created havoc, fell on the floor, did a tumble that I could do, and uh, went off. That was it. You know, one line out. Um, and out. But what happens is, you, go you get the hook. Yeah. I never took another piano lesson, did mm -hmm. eight shows in a row, fell in love with it, and about a couple years into it, I'm not going to go through all the details, Boyd Brown, uh, since, uh, since deceased, uh, asked me to be on the board. I was about two or three years into it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so... I loved being on stage. I loved helping, you know, at that time I worked for AT&T and um, so I had a lot of business communities, but I just kind of worked in with everything else that was going on in my life and it and it's difficult to do because it's very time consuming. It but, is. but so that went from a piano lesson to, uh, you know, doing shows all the time to being on the board to for the last 20 years being president of the Chapin Theater Company. So that's and, the brief story of it. And now you mentioned AT&T, time consuming, effort, all that. All this work that you're doing is for the love of art, right? Completely 100% yeah, volunteer. I have never been paid uh, in all the time that I've been here. Wow. Um, I mm -hmm. don't, you know, it's, it, it is my labor of love. It's what I give to it. Um, very few people are paid in this. We're one of the, most of the theaters in town have a lot of volunteers. Mm -hmm. um, we pay a small stipend to a director. And I mean, you know, maybe 50 cents an hour for all the time or 25 cents an hour for all the time he puts in. We pay a little bit to a stage manager. Um, and if we have to hire like a, a, somebody to teach dance or something like that, we might bring in. But these are small stipends, really, really, really small. Um, everything else goes into production. I mean, there's a set that we're being built right now um, and so forth. But um, for me, what happened uh, with, as, as I started out, we had this building, we lost this building, we started going around. Harbison Theater opened up, and so we moved there. We did five years at Harbison Theater, but it's not where our core audience is, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So, um, though it's a great theater, 400 seats, all the bells and whistles you want of any any theater you can imagine, you know what I mean? It was kind of not where we were. Plus the rent kept going up and we couldn't yeah. afford it. <laughs> Small detail. <laughs> but uh, so the firehouse opened up um, in, in town. American Legion had rented it from the town and uh, we tried to figure out if we could do shows there. And that had a whole story in itself. The very first show we did there was in the middle of summer uh, and it was in Maine in the winter, and it, there was no air conditioning in the firehouse. Oh, oh so and you had up, a train coming behind. Train. Right? So I used my project manager skills, got a diesel engine and a remote outdoor air conditioner from 
the cat dealership and they brought it out there. I threw a little money at it, you know, personal money. You know, I could have an air conditioner. So in, in between, it was a vignette. Every vignette, we turn mm -hmm. the air conditioner on, cool it off, do the next vignette. <laughs> Go back more like that. Uh, it's funny you mentioned the train. One of the things we like to do as actors and we pay, we give each other a dollar. Uh -huh. If you can integrate the train into the play, because when we were at the old firehouse and when we were at oh, the that was so community cool. theater, uh, you know, one that pops into my head, there were two ladies on stage doing a, a two-woman show and the train came and she was in the middle of her dialogue and she just started going, you know, when the train is going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, another guy says, hey, maybe I should take the train and get out of hot water, you know. And, it, it's it's fun. But now we're here. We don't have it. Yeah. We have no train. We do have rain, though. This is a metal roof. Oh, yeah. Last night when it was raining like crazy, they were in rehearsal. Tiffany texts me. Tiffany, our artistic director, she could hear it. I said, listen, we got rid of the train. We just, now we have rain. We just took the tea off. But it's not that long. Besides, the other it night. It doesn't happen. The other night was uh, like, yeah, like yeah. dropping Believe a Believe me, hole. I'd rather have a little rain than. Yeah. <laughs> than a train every day. Jim, um, all right. And, and I, I don't want to keep going on the money issue, but, you know, it's kind of interesting to know where all these come from. It's all donations. It's all like, is there a government fund for this? So is, let me, let me, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll go backwards from how we got here. Um, the property that we have and all of the renovations we did to, this is an old, um, uh, the guy made, not old, it was only 12 years old, but the guy had uh, made horse medicine is a manufacturing facility where we are. Um, Tiffany and I looked at it. Horse Does, medicine? Horse. They made medicine for horses. Okay. Well, the medicine that went to veterinaries. Okay. Veterinary. Yeah, that word. <laughs> <laughs> Vets. Oh, that's what they call vetmed. Okay. But anyway, uh, and Tiffany and I went to a lot of buildings. You know, I, I used to get you all the time. Yeah. Carlos, I want to look at this building. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I talked to the guy. He's never going to sell it. Oh, and we go to another one. No, it stinks. You know, and it goes, you know, not literally smelling, but it didn't work. I never but thought that we, we were going to buy anything. I just right enjoyed you. your company. Oh, is that what it was? Uh, but when we so walked everybody's in, working for free right now. When we walked into this hey. one. <laughs> When we walked into this one, <laughs> didn't mean to leave you hanging. When we walked into this one, I, I could see the potential. Like when people look at it from the out, uh, on the street, they're going, there's a little green building, has a theater in it, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But uh, you know, you can see the risers in the back there, but the, you know, the stage is on the ground. Most stages are up. So we, we've taken the audience and made them higher than the rest of the, uh, the, the stage. So you can actually see the production. But getting back to the money thing, um, let's just say about $600,000 for six acres with three buildings on it. One building is used for a shop, it's an old garage. The other one's a house, we have costumes, we have some classes up there, we do board meetings up there. And then this main building, we have the stage along with uh, a lobby, actor's dressing room. We have a bathroom in the actor's dressing room. In that old facility on the railroad track, we had to leave the building and go over to the mayor's office to use the bathroom, okay? <laughs> Um, and that then it was commitment actors. and now that's for that's an official poop. <laughs> yeah, I'm, we're talking 20 plus years of my experience with it. There was nothing in the building, right? Mm -hmm. Where you could do that. So, uh, 600,000 for the property, 250,000 to renovate it. So we have about $850,000 in, uh, this building. Uh, we've got some requests for grant money. I hope it comes in, um, you know, cause we still have some debt we haven't paid. But uh, we borrowed about uh, 280000 mm -hmm. of that money. Mm -hmm. uh, the rest of it came from donations. Um, nice. You know, I mean, 
let's see, it was about a year and a half ago in November when we kind of locked into this building and I just started asking for money. Um, we did a lot of pitches, you know, we sent out emails before every show. I made my, my cry for money, little uh, Jerry Lewis act, you know, trying to get you know, people to donate. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, I but saw it, a couple of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, people just stepped up. I mean, you know, we have a very large contributor who donated two acres of land. Uh, that's Ken Loveless and John D. Loveless. Thank you, um, Ken. Yeah. Uh, he, um, they were always great patrons and they said, hey, you've lost your theater. Uh, we're going to give you two acres. You know, but we could, you know, never the price of building a new building, which you know, yeah. is expensive and it gets more and more expensive as you go on. So we'd raise a little money and the, uh, the target got higher. You raise a little money, the target got higher. Especially you're dealing with commercial property, you know. Yeah. Uh, I have somebody that, that just keep it simple. Whatever it's going to cost you on the residential side, multiply by three, that will be your commercial. Oh, quote, gosh. You know? And all the regulations and things that go along with it. So, yeah, you know, fun stuff. Huh? Fun stuff. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna see a play about it, right? You you already <laughs> committed to <laughs> some. Uh... Yeah, the process of building a commercial property. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some government bureaucracy. Yeah. But hey, we're here, and yeah, I know yes. that um, I know you. I know that you've been. This has been your dream at least for the ten years that I've been knowing yeah. you, Jen. Yeah. So. I'm excited to see. When is it? Why don't you talk? I'm sorry, Alison. Do you have any questions? No, see, I'm Alison, I don't too much. get to ask any questions. <laughs> All right, Alison, ask me a question, please. So, when is the first play going Our, to be? Well, we actually had the first play. Okay. Um, we we had a lot of people asked me. They said, "Well, you know, you're going to stay in the firehouse until you're ready to open this up." And I said, "No, I'm." cutting the cord and we're going to make it happen. Well, we did our first play. It was called Death by Design. It was a, a British comedy. And uh, I knew that we needed the risers because people couldn't see the stage. So, but I didn't know how bad it was going to be. So as soon as the show opened up, I started blocking the last two rows of the theater because people couldn't see or hear the actors on there. So we jumped into this first play without the risers being built. So anybody listening to this, the risers are built and you can't can see, right see the stage. Uh, and it's a, it's a made, made a whole wonderful experience. But that show happened. And for those who don't know, risers are the structure that you people sit on that makes you- so If you think about a choir in a church, you know, they're, they're up on individual levels. Bleachers. Bleachers, yeah. mm -hmm. but these are three foot wide you know, with chairs with cushions in them so that your bums are nice and comfy while you're watching. Protect the bums. Well, I mean, we're talking two hours, you know, some people can't handle it. Uh, but yeah, so our first play did happen, but our next show is happening and uh, it's called 37 Postcards. It's a romantic, um, it's a comedy with heartstrings. Okay. You know, which uh, people love. People love uh, a side story. They love a message. They love um, some, you know, some warmth within a comedy. And right. this show has it. For me personally, uh, my son, who's 35, has mm -hmm. got a lead role in it. Uh, his first lead role ever. First show he's done in 10 years. 10 years. Uh, when I, I used to do all of the summer shows, uh, I used to be the, you know, the evil guy. It uh -huh. was very good to be bad. So, um, <laughs> I think we, they say that in Descendants. Yes, they? <laughs> they, they do, which is our summer show, <laughs> The Descendants. Uh, but uh, I played a character called Marva the Magnificent, and I was an evil magician. At the very end, um, you know, Merlin comes in and he banishes me by converting me into a five-year-old kid, which was my son. 
I have oh, a tux. I had a tuxedo, black mustache. Oh. We put him in a tuxedo, painted a little black mustache on him, and uh, he had one word, mommy, and ran off stage. <laughs> That's cool, man. So that was his very first play. Now, 30 years later, he's he's doing the show here. Um, What's his character? Can you tell about it? Sure. He's um, he's a, a young man who's been away for a while, and, mm -hmm. he's, and he's coming home, and he wants to introduce his fiance to his family. It kind of... Ties up. <laughs> yeah. So he wants to introduce his fiance to his, to the family. So he comes in and it's the interaction of the family and it's like you can go home. You mm -hmm. know, it may be weird when you get there, but you can come home. So he comes home. One of the things that's in a and I don't know that you'll be able to show it on here, but um the action in this in this play happens on an angle. Uh that end of the stage is lower than this end of the stage. I noticed visually that. it's not Physically, theater magic. Uh -huh. If you look at the ch the chair rail and the crown molding, it. you didn't notice no. it. It's all going down. That opening right there to the stairwell is angled. I noticed the painting, <laughs> and I just thought that you know it was a skew. It's working, work progress. Work in progress. Anyway, so you have to, you know, huh. that's one of the things. But none of the family, they're you know okay. You know, they're wealthy enough people, but no one's noticed it except him when he comes home. He said like. You know, you what's the, the purpose of it? Or you're going to spoil it if you say what's the, the purpose, purpose of, of, it? of the angle? Yeah, it's sinking. Uh, it's that. a metaphor. Uh, ooh, oh. look at him. He's trying to go deep. Big on words his there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I've been hanging out <laughs> too long. Oh, she's with... educated. She's, she's you need to let her speak yeah. some more so you can learn. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I see where this conversation is going now. She gave me five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, How I'm many so times can you mention listening. it? Um, so I'm curious. You said your son's has the lead role in this one. Yeah. Do you have pretty much the same actors and actresses for each play? I would say the, the, the really cool thing about my experience in, in Columbia, I've acted in every stage on Columbia for the most part. Um, trust us, town, workshop, uh, village square. Um, you know, I've been in, involved in all of them. And what happens, what I found was that everyone just wants to be on stage, right? So our directors sometimes come from downtown. Uh, Jessica Fichter, who was on my board, who went to New York, uh, produced a show, Poof, which we did in New York, by the Chapin Theater Show in oh, New York, mm -hmm. um, is now the executive director of Trust Us. When I get involved in this uh, early on, uh, all the people that got me involved, Houston McMillian, Adam McMillian, Randy Hanna, uh, David Aven, all these people were here and they went, to De uh, Deborah Leopard, they went to Trust Us or they went to Village Square. So to the answer to your question is, I think the actors move all around. Last show we did, Death by Design, a couple people that normally do show at town and workshop, mm -hmm. uh, Village Square on stage here. Uh, so. It's a community of people that um, travel around and it's all about the performance. I don't think, you know, I think the difference between the theater is how much money they can throw at the production. Uh, you know, so <laughs> town theater can afford to fly in Peter Pan. Right. You know, we can't afford to fly in Peter Pan. Other theaters, when they've done this show, 37 postcards, have actually raked the stage, but mm -hmm. that's it's gonna cost me 1200 bucks. Yeah. And I said, no, I can't do that. So. And, and, and let me tell you, that's, of course, you know, I'm a little biased because I'm rooting for you and yeah, everything, you, you know, but at the same time, that was one of the very first things that hooked me into your uh, company. And it was, I'm coming from New York, you know, Broadway, yeah. Broadway shows, off Broadway shows, big productions, those big productions that you're talking about, you yeah, know, amazing. Uh, amazing, amazing performances live. 
and you're talking about shaping community theater. So I'm expecting something, you know, rinky dink. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let me see what you got, you know, and I remember the show and I'm trying to remember the, the, the name of that first show, Letters to My Mother or Rings a Bell. It was something about mother, mother, motherhood out loud. Motherhood out loud. Motherhood out loud. His brain is not yeah. my yeah. brain right there. <laughs> <laughs> had your coffee this morning. Motherhood out loud. It was a, it was a play uh, with, with stories about being my mom right yeah so you cannot put me in a play that i will not relate at all you know have motherhood i obviously not a mother yeah. and and so it's the first time and seeing a play that i don't have any relationship that i can figure it out other than my wife you know right. and i came out of that play just i think that i even got water on my eyes i'm not gonna call it tears <laughs> it was amazing yeah, it really was. It can make you feel. I, I, I woke out of, and that was in the old firehouse. Uh -huh. And I woke out of that show like I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that you were, you and your actors and, and, and the whole, the whole community thing. Community of it, yeah. The whole community and the, the whole setup, you know, being sitting on a, on, a, on a plastic chair, having my bar was like, oh, my bar is so low here. I'm not expecting anything. That, that was honestly how it was, yeah, yeah. you know, a little bit snob in there coming in. And just getting punched in the face right there, dude. We're good, and we're gonna prove it. And you were. That's awesome. Yeah. Here's here's the the thing that's even better about this theater. Uh, it's unique to us. We are the most intimate theater in Columbia, in the Columbia area, in a 50 mile radius. Uh, by the way, there are more theaters in the Columbia Midlands area than there are in Charleston, Savannah, uh, Charlotte. Mm -hmm. We have more theater here than most other communities, three and four times our size. Um, but for us in this community, you have 90 seats-ish mm -hmm. sitting within 20 feet of the stage. You are in the play as an audience member. And from an actor's standpoint, the audience is in the play with you. You feel them, they feel you. Um, that's unique. And it's so, shows like Motherhood Out Loud, this show that's coming up, 37 yeah. Postcards, it's just, it pulls you in because you're, you know, uh, Town theaters, it's great. 335 seats. You know, when you're way in the back, can you see, you know, facial expressions? Right. You can. You, you just can't. Yeah. Here, you can hear the the tiny, tiniest little, you know, grunt that mm -hmm. somebody might make, you know, to express themselves. And certainly you can see the eyes and all that other stuff. Um, Very I'm, glad, I'm glad you had that. I mean, you know, you helped me out so much. You did these wonderful little uh, video commercials for us, you know. To oh, yeah. All right. So... <laughs> When we, were, when, yeah. we were, when we were when we were when we were at when we were at Harvison Theater, which we did a lot, we did Noises Off. Noises Off, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Now this is a this is a production where the 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 show is done in three acts. Where the first part of the show is done from the front of the stage, okay. front of looking at the stage. The second part of it is flipped around, and you're looking at the back of the stage. Now we had a set, very intricate set that spun. Oh wow. Okay. So uh, you saw both sides. So, you know, granted, you know, with our budget, you know, that one did cost us a lot of money. But you know what I mean? It was super interesting. It was so fun. Yeah. You know, that show was so fun. And you captured it <laughs> very well. You got to play that one time. Just just that little vignette in one of your podcasts because because it's a great way of seeing uh, a show with a lot of production quality mm -hmm. value.
that's what we call it, the production value. But um, so, do y'all hold open auditions? Anyone can try out, or yeah, do um, you have to have experience? I, we love uh, we love having newcomers. Uh, obviously, they're not all going to be cast. Um, it's difficult. It's one of the things that you learn. Uh, for anybody who's interested in auditioning, you know, in, uh, audition for the bigger shows when there's lots of roles. Um, you know, uh, summer show, there's lots of little extra roles. Get your feet wet on there. I know I was explaining to another guy. When I first started, man, if I didn't get cast, I got mad. You know what I mean? It, you know, and I didn't have any experience. You know what I mean? Um, and they I, don't deserve me. Man, you're missing out on something fantastic. <laughs> But uh, I learned that, uh, you know, be humble, you know, get what you can get, you know, yeah. just go out for the next one. Uh, what, you know, what people don't recognize is, you know, a lot of it is, you know, again, this is for fun, right? No one's being paid. Uh, we want to have a good experience. You know, we don't want drama in a drama uh, <laughs> backstage and all that other stuff. So what happens is if, if you're an idiot in audition and you make yourself like I did, uh, you know, directors don't want to cast you. You know what I mean? And, or, and this is, and, the, and we're all guilty of this. I know what you, I know your work of body of work, say. And so I have a role which I can only see you in it. And sure, a bunch of people come audition, and it's kind of hard for me not to cast you. If I know you, I know a work ethic. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, that's I very, mean, very important. It's so important. And by the way, whenever I sell uh, the children's expert, aspect of our thing mm -hmm. it's something we give right not everybody can play baseball not everybody can play soccer not everybody is a gymnast you know some people want to get in front of uh, uh don't have the skills to get in front of people yeah it's a great way to learn it and you learn team building and you learn how to take you know direction and respect authority i mean all these things are elements of our kids program i want to bring my, my son i want to bring my son to give the shot at it um we're running out of time okay. but i would love to give me uh to give us an, a, a snippet of how do we how do we contact you for classes? What's your next show? Just invite people that are listening. You know, that are are three and four very people that are sure. listening to us. Um, all all six of you. Seven now, Hello. at least. Thank you, seven. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, start with chapintheater.org. That's our website. Okay. Chapintheater.org. Okay. Chapintheater.org. Theater is T R E. For you that don't know, live performance theater is TRE, mm -hmm. uh, movie theater is ER. Okay, that's the I difference. That's the that. difference. I that's never do that. So uh, we're Chapin Theater Nugget, <laughs> ChapinTheater.org. Let's start there. You can go to tickets, membership, uh, understand our season, understand our educational program. All of it is there. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe it's not exactly what you need, but you can always call me mm -hmm. or Tiffany. Uh, we're the main people. Uh, our, my number is probably on the website somewhere, but it's 803-404-0015. Uh, uh, it's a simple number, 404-0015, in area code 803. And, uh, you know, I, I talk to people all the time. If you're a member, the cool thing about it, I said this is an intimate theater. So our first couple of rows fill up really fast. And a lot of times we sell out. Um, but if you're a member, you get advance notice. So, uh, and it's cheaper. You know, if you're going to go see four or five plays, you know, become uh, a member. And Jim, it's, it's community, you know, it's building up community, yeah. supporting arts and culture in our community, yeah. you know. Uh, I love that. We are, we are a very sports heavy community here, yeah, the yeah. kids community. Yeah. So this gives an opportunity to, like you said, you know, some of those, uh, even athletes can come in here and-, and, and We and have, the, we have athletes all the time. Yeah. Sometimes we have to work around, you know, uh, their, their 
their practice schedules and things like that. But, you know, we certainly, if we, uh, Mike's son, for instance, he's a software developer and he's got three young girls mm -hmm. and he talked to his wife and he said, you know, can I do this show? I'd like to do it. And she said, yeah, you can do it if you can, you know, help me with dinner and getting the kids to bed. <laughs> so he went to the director and he said, I, if you want to cast me, I can't start rehearsals until eight, mm -hmm. you know? So he accommodated it worked everything around it. and it's awesome. hard on, on, a, on a show like that so you know to answer your question auditions auditions are on uh, our website get on our mailing list there's mm -hmm. a way to get on that and then you'll get notification for auditions um, nothing generally is precast um, but there are people like I said we're, we're humans right so if I'm a director and I'm thinking okay you know I'm gonna do the show I'm thinking about the body of people in Columbia and who might do the best job at that um, so our our shows coming up next, 37 Postcards, opens May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. For like three, that. yeah, we talked about Spanish before. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> Margaritas. Um, and then our next, our summer show is The Descendants, uh, which is a really fun musical uh, about uh, superheroes and villains and their kids and how parents deal with their children. <laughs> All done with liveliness. So uh, it's not the George Clooney movie, it is the Disney musical the descendants um and then in the fall we're doing stilt girl which is an original play by lou clyde lou has written about five shows we've done about three or four of very them. talented one which mm -hmm. poof which we took to new york city nice um which was really nice and uh and then our final show is um uh, christmas show my gosh uh, a christmas story uh, no 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 it's the one with uh um Stewart, um, Stuart Jimmy Little? Stewart, no, Jimmy Stewart, no, Jimmy <laughs> Stewart. Life. It's a wonderful life, thank you. But it's the radio okay. show, thank you. Look at ah, you, man, yeah. she's all over it. If you let me talk, you'd realize oh how my much God. I <laughs> Anyway, it's the radio show. Right, bye, guys. <laughs> it's, it's the story told from a, from a radio. It's a live radio broadcast mm -hmm. of It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, so you're, you're in the audience watching a radio show being put on, but it's the story of a wonderful life. Obviously, the actors have a little bit of the things that are going there, but the story is still new. Obviously, I cannot act on that, otherwise I would not let anybody talk, according to you. Well, Jean, that's what directors so are much. for. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Nice it was a to meet you. Pleasure meeting you. And that was Jean DeFelice. Yes, that was great information. That was a lot of cool information. I always um, have seen the sign for the old Chapin Theater mm -hmm. across the railroad track, and but I've never been to one, so I'm really excited. We should come see the next one. Well, you've never been to a play yet? Not one of theirs, no. All right. If you're listening to this and you've never been on a play, I, I, I can't tell you enough that you should, you must, you have to. You have to, and you have to tell as many people as you can. They're, they're really cool. You and know? he said they usually sell out, so. Yeah, people you're... people right now, they don't go to movie theaters anymore. You know that? I mean, they, they it's. Gross. I wouldn't say gross. Well, you can pay $20 <laughs> to watch it from home. I mean, why not? That's what I'm saying. You know, like now you can get uh, a lot more um, options to yes. have. So going to the theater has come. I remember when I was a kid, and probably when you were a kid too, You going to the theater was something it's that you. a big you, deal could do once a week, you know, Not maybe where once, I every, once, <laughs> once every other week, you know. I don't think I've been to the movie theater this year or probably, probably went once or twice last I year. Remember. I'll remember my kids saying, hey, let's go to the movie theater, you know. Uh, when but let's I would go be. to a play. That's, what I, that's the point that I wanted yes. to get. This is a much better experience. 
It really is. And you're supporting local. Oh my God! That's yeah, huge. you're supporting local instead of Hollywood. That's, that's a right. good. Uh, <laughs> Always a good thing. That's a good thing, um, and it's the new location is so close to town. It's a right off Highway 26, uh, exit 91. But if you're coming, if you're coming from the highway, instead of turning towards Chapin, you turn, turn to the, the other, other side. Yep. So the Chapin Theater is on the other side. It is. Yeah. <laughs> West side. Um, that's pretty much it. That's, that's our it. cultural cultural episode, Alison. Yes. So learning more about the arts. Anything you want to say? Since I don't let you talk, you got a, you got at least one more minute. I don't have anything to say. I'm, See? I'm all out of words. <laughs> you give me an opportunity and I have stage fright. <laughs> Jim's not going to let me try out for his place. <laughs> Alison, I gave you a full minute. Uh, you know, next time I'm just going to have to go cut you back to five seconds again. I am. You work better than five second bursts. You think? Nah, you, you're, nah, you can talk. <laughs> I've seen you talking. Anyway, 30 minutes on the nose. That's right. Thank you so much for listening. You can always subscribe. Uh, we appreciate that you subscribe. And actually what I do appreciate most is your feedback. Feedback. You know? We want to hear what you think. I love listening to people. Hey, I heard your podcast. I heard you saying, you know, they, they, we joke about 10 people, but there's more <laughs> than 10. And, uh, and I appreciate that. Appreciate, we appreciate. Yes. Um, the silent listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.